what is good? Welcome to Spirit Bill Real Talk with Juliana. I am your host, Juliana Page, and I am so excited that you are here. I am an author, a speaker, and a professional life coach, but really, I am here to give you practical wisdom that you can integrate into every area of your life so that you can thrive and not just survive. So if you are ready to live a spirit-led life and level up your inner game so that you can win in your outer game. Let's dive right in. What is good, everybody? Welcome back to the Spirit-Filled Real Talk podcast. Today, we are talking relationships. Exactly what it sounds like. Relationships. Okay, so if you think about a ship, this is a really helpful analogy for a relationship, okay? So when you think about a ship, let's say it's a cruise ship, okay? Feeling the tropical vibes, want to go to an island. Every ship, all right, often, I can't say every actually, but often, Ships have captains, right, that are at the wheel making sure that the ship is not drifting, that it's not going in a direction that is not ideal, that it's going to hit or reach the set destination that they're after, okay? Now, if you pull back from that simple analogy and put that towards a relationship, think about that. A lot of times, it's rare that folks actually sit down and they say, where are we sailing to? Where are we actually going? What is the vision? What is our goal? What is our aim, right? A lot of times, that's that's not so common, strangely enough, right? And because of that, without vision, the people perish, right? If we don't know where the ship is sailing, then what we're susceptible to is not having values, or morals, or boundaries, or communication, or expression, or intimacy, or fun and enjoyment. All of those things run the risk of drifting, or, or coming out of alignment, or, or separating, right? And a really powerful position is being unified. That doesn't mean that you don't have differences of opinion, that feelings don't come up, or that you know there's different challenges to face as those come up as well, but there's a unified front. There, there, there's two people in a relationship that are moving towards the same destination or direction and they've got each other's back, right? If, if it's shifting, somebody in, in the relationship can bring that to the attention of the other party and have a healthy conversation about it that can bring about a shift, okay, as far as where that ship is sailing. So think about that. Do you, in the relationships that are in your life, okay, these could be intimate, they could be partners, they could be social relationships, they could be work relationships, They could be all sorts of relationships, but do you, in your life, have a vision for these relationships? Do you have a vision for these relationships? That would be the first question. Now, the second question would be, when things feel out of alignment, when they feel uncomfortable, when you start to get restless, when you start to get frustrated, when you start to feel challenged, right? 
what is coming up for you? What is triggering that? Is it around a certain issue? Is it around a certain belief? What is causing the drift? Okay, what is causing that for you? Really important to identify that. And then the third thing to do would be to assess what is my plan or strategy to shift this so that we can make sure that this ship is sailing in a healthy direction, all right? So a lot of those three things that I just shared, having a vision, recognizing when there's a trigger or something that's uncomfortable or the atmosphere is off or something is happening, like the culture of the relationship is not healthy. What? Why, right? Where is that coming from? And then what is my plan or my strategy to address this or to bring about a change or to enforce a boundary, right? Or to regain trust or to apologize, whatever it might be, right? But what is the strategy to shift it, all right? Keep that in mind because what we're gonna do today is we're gonna talk through a few different ways that you can view relationship. I'm gonna give you a lot of empowering questions that you can apply to your relationships to really do some deep and powerful work. And I'm going to give you a couple of quotes that really I know have challenged me in my own relationships. So I'm going to provide that to you and then also give you context from scripture about really what the aim is or the goal is. Okay. So first and foremost, learning to love is the greatest pursuit. Honestly, it's actually the pursuit that led to my relationship with God because I knew conditional love. I knew, you know, what I'd seen or what I'd experienced, which was people pleasing or codependency or making sure that you serve others at the sacrifice of yourself, right? Or, you know, at the deterioration sometimes of yourself, right? Where you get to a point of a deficit, which is not healthy, right? And it's actually not probably helping the other person either (laughs) because it's not setting the right expectation for relationship, right? So learning to love is the greatest love of all. For me personally, I wanted to know the author of love. I wanted to know what love actually is, unconditional love. I wanted to know what aligning with love felt like because I equate them as the same thing. Alignment is love, right? When I'm out of the way, When I'm just letting God flow in and through me, that's the most loving thing I can do. But there's a lot of work (laughs) and diligence that's required to, to check out what's going on in our hearts, what's going on in our mind, what's going on with our emotions, what's going on in our soul. There's a lot of soul exercise that we participate in to make sure that we're partnering with spirit. Not what we want, not what we need, not what we feel, right? Not what we're thinking all the time. Not all those things are actually true. So we have to be able to diligently be working on ourselves from love, from love. Not that I need to be perfect, not that I need to be constantly, you know, analyzing and assessing myself, but I'm going to be more loving to myself because if I am able to do that, then I'm able to give that to other people. And that's the best thing that I can give. If I'm hating myself, if I'm bullying myself, if I'm criticizing myself, I'm going to be doing that same thing to somebody else for sure, okay? So think about that. Learning to love is the greatest love of all. Powerful. Okay, think about this too. Could any of us really experience the fullness of life without relationships? My answer would be no. (laughs) Relationships are really beautiful gifts that we all enjoy on life's journey. 
They bring us so much joy, but yes, you know, I mean, I can feel some of the eye rolls. <laughs> some of you know that they cause much pain also. But the thing is, we would not be able to grow without them. Without relationships, this is the first point. We would have no mirror to see ourselves. No mirror to see ourselves. So relationships are mirrors. I know a lot of people might not like this idea or this thought or reality, but they are. They, they are a sounding board against which to base our own experiences. And the people in our lives give us clues as to what we believe about ourselves, right? If we are judging others, we're judging ourselves, <laughs> right? If we are feeling really insecure or unstable in some sort of way, a lot of times that's reflected back to us through our relationships, right? If we're centered, if we're loving, we're also receiving that from other people as well. So hopefully relationships are mirroring how much we express our authentic self, how much we express love, okay? And if they're not, there's adjusting that we can do so that we show up and express ourselves differently in the world and make sure that we then can set healthy boundaries and also show up in ways that are reflective of who we are and are reflective of what we're about. All right. So the first relationship, number two, the first relationship to develop is the one with our own selves. Okay. So if relationships are mirrors, I'm not going to get busy about working on that other person. The first relationship that I'm going to work on is the relationship with myself. For me personally, I was not graceful about this until I came to know the Lord and really developed a relationship with God, okay? So through receiving God's love, through growing in my knowledge, my awareness, my understanding, wisdom, discernment of God, who God is, right? What is love is, what it feels like, how, how it feels to be loved, fully seen, fully heard, nothing missing, nothing broken, worthy valuable, accepted, beloved, chosen, right? To actually feel and and know that without question, right? That radically changes then how I develop a relationship with myself, okay? Because think about this. If you feel like an orphan, if you feel abandoned, if you feel rejected, if you feel insecure, if you feel like you really have a low self-esteem, if you are really disrespectful to yourself or dishonoring to yourself, a lot of times, then your relationships are going to mirror that back to you. We, we see that a lot with folks that have relationships that have a thread of dysfunction and abuse in them, whether that's psychological, physical, emotional, whatever it might be, right? And a lot of times, not that that's good, bad, right, or wrong, okay? But a lot of times, whether it's low self-esteem, this is all I deserve. At least I have somebody in my life, even if they're not good to me, right? Doesn't make sense. Not logical, Right? But we subconsciously do that when we're mean to ourselves, okay? When we have the right relationship with ourselves, we can then enjoy and value other relationships for what they truly offer. So instead of coming from desperation, the world might call that being thirsty, right? Instead of coming from neediness or lack or unworthiness and insufficiency and insecurity, right? And attracting the wrong connection, <laughs> we can realize that our relationships are gifts helping us to relate to others in an empowering way, okay? So 
the world might also say things like hashtag know your worth. Okay, cute saying, but I really hope that you do know what that means. And, and that's not something in my experience that's easy to come across if you haven't been shown that kind of love, if you haven't been parented in a very loving way, if you've really learned to be independent, self-sufficient, you know, or if you've really had to hustle or muscle your way, trust and allowing things to come and receiving are very, very difficult to learn, particularly giving yourself honor, giving yourself respect, giving yourself encouragement, right? Giving yourself love. Really, really difficult to learn how to do that when you haven't experienced that before. Also, then it can also be really challenging to discern what real love is from fake love because there's many folks that can parade around with counterfeit love, with fake love, right? There's motions, there's gestures, there's mannerisms, there's charm, right? That can look like love, but if you go deeper, right, then you realize, oh, nope, this is an act, <laughs> right? This is not actually real. This is what this person thinks they should do to get some sign of goal or result, right? So really, really important to develop the relationship with your own self. I would say unless you do this, you're not ready for a particularly intimate relationship because those get very, very intertwined, right? There's very, there's so many levels to that and so much depth to that, which means that it can open up so much pain, particularly if you don't know who you are. You can really expose yourself to a lot of pain and a lot of healing that you would then get the opportunity if you choose to go down the path of to evolve. Okay, this is not, none of this is coming from good, bad, right or wrong, condemnation, guilt, shame, none of that. Just awareness, awareness. Oh, because I'm not respecting myself, right? I'm showing up in relationships in this way, right? Or I feel like I'm always giving because I, I'm not worthy of receiving. That kind of stuff is subtle, but that stuff needs to be worked out if you want to really experience healthy relationship dynamics, okay? So number one, relationships are mirrors to see ourselves. Number two, the first relationship to develop is the one with our own selves. So I will bring in scripture here to help you understand a little bit about how I did this. So for example, whether it was therapy or seeking out retreats or reading a ton of self-help books, those things helped me to a point, but I really did not go deep into my self-love and inner healing journey until I knew God, right? Those things were great, but to me, this is me, they felt mostly like band-aids reading the self-help books, right? And going to the retreats and doing the journal prompts and all of that right? Because I wasn't connected to the spirit of God. I wasn't connected to the heart of God. I wasn't connected to the source of real transformation. So for me, that was great. And I could stay on that journey forever. And I still, you know, find tools and resources that help me. But now I have a different lens through which to experience those things with, right? So it's really, really important to, to know your definition of love so that you can really understand that. So here we go couple of scriptures. One of the things that I love to do, if you've never heard about this, 1 Corinthians 13, 4-7 talks about what love is, 
and helps you identify what it is. So what I do and what I really did in the very beginning of the journey was I started putting my name anywhere love was written in the word. So for example, this is something that you can do. Go to 1 Corinthians 13, 4 to 7, and then you put your name wherever love is. So love is patient and kind. Juliana is patient and kind. Juliana does not envy or boast. Juliana is not arrogant or rude, right? She doesn't insist on her own way. She's not irritable or resentful. She doesn't rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with truth. She bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, and endures all things. Okay, now I'm going to tell you, (laughs) when I first read this, I was like, oh, man, I've got work to do because how I'm showing up doesn't look like that all the time, right? Like, you know, I can see how I could insist on having my own way or think that it's got to look this way. And if it doesn't play out this way, I'm going to be disappointed. Or I can get irritable and resentful because somebody is not being understanding or, or getting my point of view or showing up in some kind of way that I feel, quote unquote, like I need them to show up in, right? Or I'm definitely not rejoicing in truth. I'm keeping a record of wrongs, right? Or I'm holding on to something that offended me. Or, you know, I, I don't want to bear all things, <laughs> right? Maybe I want to run from all things. So this verse is a aligning verse. And this is the journey. So God's word does not return void. So when you're speaking this over yourself, you're calling yourself into alignment. That's one of the things that I love, all right? Now another one. Dun, dun, dun. Trying to find one that I was reading here. Okay. This one was something that I had to do to help on the journey. Proverbs 3, 5 to 7. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths. Be not wise in your own eyes, fear the Lord, and turn away from evil. Okay, so this would be something that I would ask God to help me do. You know, there there was a time and a season for sure where I had to start turning down intentionally other things in my life so that all I could hear was God. And so that I could know <laughs> confidently that I am putting God first and that I am seeking him with all that I've got, right? And to the point of dependency where I literally don't know how I'm going to live my life without this direction, right? Proverbs 4.23, keep your heart with all vigilance, for from it flows springs of life. So through journaling, I started to understand what was actually going on in my heart. You know, when you start writing out your feelings, when you start writing out your thoughts, when you start writing out what is on the inside of you, the word says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So what I'm expressing, what I'm coming What's coming out of me is what I'm storing up in my heart. So when I see myself write that on paper, I can see, oop, like here's here's where I'm not in alignment with truth, or here's where I'm being led to go study, or here's where I'm be I'm gonna ask God to help strengthen me, right? And again, this is about me. This is about me working on my relationship with myself through applying the word of God and working with the Holy Spirit. Okay. Romans 12, 9 to 10 says, Let love be genuine. Abhor what is evil. Hold fast to what is good. Love one another with brotherly affection. Outdo one another in showing honor. Right? Another self-check verse. 
<laughs> is that what I'm doing in relationships? Am I trying to outdo the other person in showing them honor? Or am I trying to speak my mind, trying to get them to understand me, trying to get them to show up in my life in some kind of way, trying to manipulate an outcome, right? What am I trying to do here really? And going back, right, if we don't have a vision for where the ship is sailing, there, there's the opportunity for manipulation, for, for wickedness, for evil stuff to be invited into that relationship. If, if two people are not being diligent about guarding their heart and doing their own work, right, there can be footholds in ways that the enemy can get in. Okay? Dun, dun, dun. Trying to think if there's any other ones that I want to share here, scripture-wise. Okay, so Psalm 138.8. The Lord will fulfill his purpose for me. Your steadfast love, O Lord, endures forever. Do not forsake the work of your hands. So that, that teaches humility and it's a reminder that God's love is steadfast. It's sure. It's steady. So anytime that I don't feel that, I'm aware then that I'm disconnected from love. I'm disconnected from God in this moment, that God thinks something different about this situation than I'm thinking. Tracking? So those are those are some ways that, that have been helpful. Some other things that I've started to do too are getting really clear on feelings and doing feeling exercises. Like literally a lot of times we think feelings are sad, frustrated, uh, overwhelmed, <laughs> happy, uh, tired, right? Like... <laughs> On a day-to-day basis, like that's what you hear people are quote-unquote feeling, right? So there are way, 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 way more feelings than we actually give credit for. So there's something called a feeling wheel, right? That you could actually assess, oh, like I'm feeling this because I actually feel unsafe right now. What are things that I can practice or remind myself or what does the truth say? What does the word of God say about safety? Because I can start strengthening that muscle by studying that with me. So I started doing investigating that. I started looking into self-care practices like across the board. Like what are things that I need so that I can keep my self love tank full? Okay? So, you know, then if I have a list of these things and go-to things and a lot of this is experimental. You got to find what works for you. But as you start doing these things, then you know what to tap into when you need it most. So for example, breathing exercises. <laughs> I really had to train myself to slow down and to center in and breathe. So a lot of my self-care and self-love is reminding myself that all is well, that things are working out for me, that I just need to breathe. I'm not putting the breath in my body. God is still sovereign. God is still on the throne. God is still perfecting all things concerning me. I am safe. I am supported. I am covered. I am led. I am guided. So what that does is it tells my whole being, my nervous system, my mind, my heart, everything going on on the inside of me, it says, hey, we're all good. <laughs> now, this is significant for me because I didn't have that parenting or that covering growing up. So I felt very unsafe. I felt very insecure, like I had to figure things out or X, Y, or Z would happen. I was always on the go. I was never, I had so much energy just trying to figure things out that I never could rest. I could never be still, right? Still am a huge energetic person. I just channel all that differently now, <laughs> right? 
So centering techniques are really important from breathing to somatic experiencing to uh, knowing really how to understand your emotions and managing your emotions and stewarding those well to visualization and meditation, meditating on the word of God, to soaking in worship music, so many things, you know, going for walks, going for hikes. A lot of times too, I will plan things in my schedule. Oh, I noticed that my my fun tank is low. You know, I'm going to schedule this thing to look forward to, right? Even if it's not happening today, I'm excited that this is now going to happen with me. So coming up with practices is really, really helpful. And I also find that part of Part of love for me is creativity. It's being able to communicate and express myself well and having outlets to do that. So even if that's experimenting with ways to express, you know, you could go take an acting class and put yourself in an awkward situation. You could go do photography. You could go, I've learned how to DJ. You know, you can do things that are that are part of you exploring you. And just being able to have that space for you to to express yourself and learn and grow and having fun things to look forward to. You can meet people. It's really, really great. So finding ways to do that is really important. Now, back to what we're talking about as a reminder. Number one, relationships are mirrors to help us see ourselves. Number two, the first relationship to develop is the one with our own selves. Number three is more realization. It's the realization that the media and that culture often presents a different standard of relationship than what I actually value. Really important to know that so that you can figure out, ooh, am I feeling pressured right now because of what society is saying is good, bad, right, or wrong? Am I feeling pressured to speed up my timeline because if I don't, X, Y, or Z will happen? Really, really important because if we don't actually recognize this, then we put not only unnecessary pressure on ourselves, but we also put that on other people and it can be very destructive. So the media and culture present relationships as something to quote unquote have. I have to have this in order to be happy. Like having the right relationship is everything. If I don't, there's something wrong with me. Okay. This is messaging that's out there. This myth though perpetuates the idea of codependency, right? I'm not okay without this other person. I'm not okay unless they're okay. I got to make sure that they're good in order for me to be good. And I'm going to make sure that I'm doing good or bad based on their reactions and how they say I'm doing, right? Which that path gets us out of alignment really fast, okay? There's actually no such thing as the quote-unquote right or wrong people for us to experience. Okay, hear me out. (laughs) All people come into our lives to share with us their experiences and to help us grow. And I am not minimizing abuse or trauma or any of that. And I understand a lot of that from my own experience. However, even so... All people come into our lives to share with us their experiences and to help us grow, okay? The way out of those experiences is through repentance, forgiveness, learning the lessons, taking away the good, releasing the bad, right? And recognize that that was a pivotal part of my growth. So for example, if you've heard any of my story, and I write about this in my first book, 
God's Vibes Matter, reclaiming your spiritual authority, that what actually led me to the Lord was a very bad breakup. One that broke me to the core, shook me to the core, freaked me out, actually. (laughs) But that's what led me to God. I wanted discernment. I wanted to make sure that I was not willingly inviting that into my life somehow or that I wouldn't be blindsided like that again or that I wouldn't have to endure that kind of pain and trauma unbeknownst to me, right? That there's something in me that made me a target or available for that. There was something there for me to learn and to grow. And it actually led to my salvation, to this incredible shift in my life where I became a transformed human, right? There's there's so many things about me today that had I not had that experience, might not have changed, right? So I think that's really, really important to actually recognize, ooh, what you were experiencing was not at love at all. And it's really important for you to recognize that so you don't continue continue to perpetuate dysfunction in your life or you don't continue to tolerate it so that you're not gonna be taken advantage of or taken for granted or blindsided or whatever it might be, right? So if I would have looked at that as something that was strictly negative that should have never happened to me and just partnered with all of that, whether that's true or not, I wouldn't have accepted my part. It takes two to have a relationship, right? So I have to accept my part. I have to accept what is there for me to learn. I have to accept what that taught me. And then I'm going to integrate that and apply that into my life. What that taught me was I refuse to navigate in my life without God, (laughs) right? Obedience is better than sacrifice, okay? The potential of a person, this is really hard as a coach also, but the potential of a person, I can't work harder with that potential than they do, right? And I need to accept truth over potential, which means I really have to know the truth, (laughs) right? And discernment, oh my goodness, discernment is the best. Like the safest place to be is in the will of God, okay? So it really started to have me breaking out of patterns that were generational curses and that were passed down, whether those were codependency, people-pleasing, always putting others before myself, whatever it was, a lot of painful eye-openers radically propelled me into so much beautiful life change and actually opened my heart, okay? When we've been hurt, when we've gone through trauma, we also tend to shut down our heart and we tend to put up a lot of walls. And if we shut out what we're trying to protect ourselves from, we also shut out love, okay? Which doesn't make us good givers and receivers of love because we do it by our own strength and understanding, which the word says, do not lean on your own strength and understanding. Trust in the Lord with me. So that's an example. Everyone is our teacher and student and we attract people we can benefit from at any given moment. So some of the most painful lessons are the ones that we benefit from the most. A lot of times we learn when we're in pain, (laughs) but we can never learn just when we're content and happy. So super, super important. I love this quote. When love, when human love relationships fail, Relationships never truly fail, except in the strictly human sense that they did not produce what we want. They fail because they were entered into for the wrong reasons. Eee, right? So that goes back to, well, what is the right relationship reason? Where is this ship sailing, right? Is this relationship adding value to my life? Is this a relationship that I'm called to pour into? Is this a mentoring relationship? Is this, you know, a seasonal relationship? Is this a service 
relationship, you know, where we're helping each other serve better in some kind of way, right? Is this a partnership? Is this a marriage? What is the vision for the relationship, okay? And then what is my role in that? And what am I going to do when things aren't going my way or I have a tendency to do something like lean on my own understanding or try to control outcomes? What am I going to do when I catch myself doing that and trying to push my will onto somebody else? What am I going to do when I notice I'm doing that, okay? Another quote, relationship is an art. The dream that two create is more difficult to master than one. Okay, so in other words, when we're just focusing on ourselves, that can seem easy, right? So we're just focusing on ourselves. But when we're, we're in relationship, we're working on, a, on another dream, not just with ourselves, but with another. To keep the two of you happy, you have to keep your half perfect. So the way to do that is to make sure that you're always looking at your side of the fence. You're not there to blame You're not there to call out and really get good at your call out ministry. You're not there to punish. You're not there to do any of that kind of stuff. You're there to keep your half perfect and and also give them the empowerment to keep their half perfect or healthy. I don't like the word perfect. Okay. So we have, lastly, tremendous opportunities to know ourselves better in many different ways through the vehicles of relationship. I have a couple of empowering questions that you can ask yourself to go deeper as well, all right? Number one, what exactly is your definition of a relationship and where was that idea created? Okay, so we might have seen something on a TV show, we might have grown up watching this movie, we might have seen an example in our lives that we're trying to model in our own lives, we might not have an example at all, So we're just, you know, throwing spaghetti at the wall and hoping that it works, right? All of that, okay, no judgment. All you're looking for here is what is your definition of a relationship and where was that idea created? Number two, what is its purpose? What is the relationship purpose? And this is super valuable because when time gets get hard, rather than trying to attack each other, you can connect to that purpose. Oh, the purpose of our relationship is... You know, let's say it's it's to outdo each other in showing honor. So rather than freak out right now or take this personally or go have a temper tantrum, I'm going to choose honor in this moment because I'm going to pass the test. I'm going to learn the lesson and I'm going to shift this environment because I have the capacity to do so. And I'm not going to wait on you to figure out I'm going to do it because I'm a powerful person with me. So when you have purpose, you're you're able to do that. Number three, what expectations do you have for this other person you're in relationship and why? That's a big one. Number four, when do you feel secure in relationship and why? That might speak to your attachment style, communication style, you know, preferences. When do you feel challenged and vulnerable and why? What do you really want from relationship and why? Another reason why it's so important to never compare yourself to anybody else because they're all doing the best they can too and they might have a relationship that you actually don't want at all. You might like the image of it, but the reality of it might be terrible. When do you find your relationship exciting and when is it draining? What needs are being filled in the relationship and why are those important to you? How easy is it for you to let go of a relationship that's no longer working for you? 
How easy is it for you to develop new empowering relationships? So these empowering questions, when we show up and we just, we don't overthink it, we just brain dump responses, very revealing, very revealing. And that gives you context to bring to relationships and have really healthy conversation. Okay. Super, super important. And the last thing that I want to say too on relationships (laughs) and helping you get clarity on where your ships are sailing is that God is the only one that can meet all of our needs. Okay. So a lot of times we go to other people, particularly I see this a lot in partnerships. We're looking to get our needs met from one person. Okay. And what ends up happening then is that we make this person an idol. Okay. We put them on a pedestal. We praise them. We just expect them to help us get our needs met, no matter what those are. If that's, you know, quality time, if that's communication, whatever it is, whatever, wherever our cup is empty, we usually look to another person to fill our cup rather than taking it upon ourselves to do it for ourselves and going to God. Okay. Cause some needs one person can't ever meet for you, or maybe their capacity in a particular season is less than it was in another season. So when something shifts, that could completely throw the relationship off if we're not careful. And the other thing is, so if you're going to God to get your needs met, then God will guide you to the people that can help meet them further, right? Or or help supplement, right? So for example, you know, you can have your church community, you can have your friends group, you can have your work peers, you can have family, you can have Friends that like doing different things. You can have like your athlete friends or your creative friends or, you know, like there can be many different needs that are met in your life. You could even have folks that you mentor, you know, there there could be your adventure crew. Maybe there's a community that you travel with, right? And go on really fun adventures with. There's different ways that you can get your needs met. They're not meant to be through one person. So a question that you could ask is where can I get that need met? Or what do I need? (laughs) What do I need? And then where can I get that need met? And take that to God, right? But start with God before you run to other people is really what I want to encourage you with. All right, humans. (laughs) I love that I, there's some folks I know that I say this to and, and they're, they're older and wiser and they freak out every time I say humans, but I think it's hilarious, right? We're all humans having, you know, supernatural experiences. It's all good. All right, humans, I hope this message blessed you. I hope this brought some really powerful context. But as you know, Spirit-Filled Real Talk is real talk that gives you real tools that you can implement into your life. So they work if you work them. So I would love to hear from you. If this message blessed you, make sure that you subscribe if you've not already. You can also copy the link to the podcast, share it with a friend. Hey, I heard this podcast episode. It made me think of you. Let me know what you think. And you can take the conversation further. If there's takeaways, I would love to hear them. You can go comment on my blog or connect with me over at julianapage.com. There's some really exciting news coming. So make sure that if you haven't already, you subscribe to get my newsletter. You can do that with a pop-up that comes up right when you get on to this site. You'll get a free download, which is my daily five things that I do every day to help make sure I have a really firm foundation in my life. All right. All right, guys. Until next time, stay blessed.